Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. This first article about the plum is from freemasoninformation.com and is called The Plum Rule. The jewels of the three principal officers of a lodge are also the working tools of the fellow craft degree. They are the plum, level, and square. Why are these jewels given these distinctions? There are two basic reasons. First, in earlier times, the fellow craft was the ultimate degree. There was no master mason degree. The fellowcraft was the journeyman of today. The working tools of a fellowcraft were the tools of a master craftsman or journeyman. When the master mason degree was instituted, other working tools were selected to fulfill the ritual requirements. Secondly, while masonry makes use of many esteemed working tools, such as the gavel, 24-inch gauge, trowel, skirt, chisel, pencil, steady maw, etc., it is the square, level, and the plumb which are the fundamental tools that are absolutely necessary to erect any edifice, be it physical or spiritual. The plumb or plumb rule is an instrument of antiquity. The earliest craftsmen used a weighted cord as a plumb. The Greeks of yore formed a bob of lead on a cord and they gave it a name molodos, meaning lead. From this working tool evolved the name molybdenum, the name of a well-known metal. The ever-practical Romans took the word and Latinized it to become plumum, the tool to measure perpendiculars of structures, walls, aqueducts, and fortifications, fortifications in every corner of the Roman Empire. The Gauls adopted the tool, and their successors, the Normans, shortened the word to plum. The Britons added the letter A to coin a new word, up aplum, meaning not easily upset, not off-center. Later, Englishmen revised the spelling to plum, that's P-L-U-M-B, and it became a verb as well as a noun. Early English mariners used this tool. Shakespeare called it a plummet, such as in deeper than air a plummet sounded. It was the French who began to call the lead bob a ball. In French, B-O-U-L-E, meaning a ball of lead, small leaden balls, or B-O-U-L-E-S, were the primitive bullets. The Latins modified the word to B-U-L-L-A, bulla. They used very small bullas, which they compressed into a thin wafer, utilizing it as a legal seal for documents. Thus was born the papal bull. It is definitely not of bovine origins. While originally a simple lead weight on a string, the plum, when required by expert craftsmen, evolved into the shape of the junior warden's jewel and specifically adapted for operative stonemasons. It is interesting to note that this jewel or tool is sometimes found to be richly embellished with symbols such as the sun, moon, all-seeing eye, etc., and at other times is very plain. Reference to the plum arises throughout Masonic rituals and books and throughout the lore of Masonic catch questions. Examples. Question. How long have you been a Mason? Answer. Ever since I was raised from a dead level to a living perpendicular on the squares by the hand of a friend whom I later found to be a brother. If you were to visit an American York Rite Lodge, you will find that in the Fellowcraft degree, the volume of sacred law is opened on the book of Amos, and it contains an excellent example of the beauty of the plum. Behold, 
the Lord stood upon a wall, with a plumb line in his hand. He said, Amos, what seest thou? Amos replied, A plumb line. The Lord said, Behold, I will set a plumb line amidst my people Israel, and I will pass by them nevermore. To the operative masons, the level and plumb were intertwined, and together they formed a square. Brethren, the plumb rule is an instrument used in architecture by which a building is raised in a perpendicular direction, and it is figurative of an upright and true course of life. It typifies care against any deviation from the Masonic upright line of conduct. If you apply the square to the level, you get the plumb. The living perpendicular is esteemed by all true craftsmen and the emblem of growth and immortality. It is a truly magnificent jewel, an indispensable working tool, and, when applied to the work with its fellows, the square and the level, it opens the doorway of that middle chamber in those immortal mansions whence all goodness emanates. emanates. The best logician is our God, whom the conclusion never fails. He speaks, it is. He wills, it stands. He blows, it falls. He breathes, it lives. His words are true, even without proof. His counsel rules without command. Therefore can none foresee his end, unless on God is built his hope. And if we here below would learn, by compass, needle, square, and plumb, we never must overlook the meat, wherewith our God hath measured us. The poem was by J.V.A. Andre, a German, and printed in 1623, translated into English by F.F. Schnitger and G.W. Speth. Brethren, I give to you one last reference <clears throat> from Isaiah 25:16-7. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and rightness to the plummet. References used for this article were the volume of Sacred Law, King James Version, The Work, 1976 edition, The Freemason at Work by Harry Carr, History and Evolution of Freemasonry, by Dara, The Builders by Newton, and A Freemason's Guide and Compendium by Jones. The following article is titled The Plum and Its Masonic Uses, written by Patrick C. Carr of Key Lodge No. 7, Siloam Springs, Arkansas. The plum could possibly be one of the most overlooked implements of speculative masonry. In our rituals, the plum is the symbol of the junior warden. But just what is the plum, and what is its accepted usage? The plum, as masonry suggests in its rituals, is the instrument that reminds us to walk uprightly through our travels in both this world and the next. The plum is also the junior warden symbol of his office, and it pertains to the work which he is charged to inculcate in his duties. The main job and purpose of the junior warden is to superintend the craft during both their labors in the lodge and during refreshment, which is any time that they're outside of the tiled recesses of the lodge. This instrument carries with it quite a bit of authority, as well as responsibility. The authority of the junior warden to watch over the craft at all times can be quite a daunting task indeed. When a brother falls into being intemperate in his consumptions of his passions, it is the junior warden who must come to that brother's side and whisper good counsel in his ear as to his errors. As masons and as quality men of the craft, we must also always carry ourselves in the highest of standards of conduct, especially when in the eye of the public. When a brother falls into intemperance, this act can cast a negative light upon our beloved craft, thus soiling the good name of masonry for all who observe his actions.
This can never be allowed to happen. We must always be vigilant in our duties as masons, both inside the tiled recesses of the lodge and outside of those same lodges. The junior warden must also use the plum when he looks at the process of bringing Masonic charges against another brother. For only by using the plum as a guide can he hope to balance the duty of preferring charges on an accused brother against those of his conscience and the factual evidence. If he fails to look at the upright expectations and conduct that the accused brother has presented, then he has failed both his lodge and the craft in general. If the brother is upright and the charges are found wanting, then the junior warden must exercise his good judgment by the use of the plum and prefer not to bring the charges altogether. All of his actions must be to the greater good of masonry and should be done with the aid of the great architect of the universe. But how does the plum connect us to the great architect of the universe? We know that everything we do, say, and believe in the craft connects us to that great search for Masonic light and wisdom. The plum must be there to connect us to his will in some manner. As the plum is and was used by operative masons to try perpendiculars, so must it be used to try our standings as well. The plum must be connected to something above in order to adequately and properly do its job. If not, then there is no true way to measure whether or not something is properly, properly perpendicular, such as in the case of building a wall. The plum that we use in masonry should also be connected to the great architect of the universe if we are in any hopes of being upright and correct men and masons, both inside the craft and out in the societies we exist and live in. Only by being connected to the heavenly realms can we hope to have the anchor point upon which the straight line downward is defined. The other force that acts upon the plum would be gravity. Gravity exists to keep things in place upon our planet, just as it brings the plum down to the ground. This same gravity can also be inferred to in our Masonic labors as the Holy Book of the Law. The Book of the Law should be the earthly-bound implement that connects us to the great architect of the universe, for it is written the manner of his will which is to be communicated to us. That great light of the Holy Book of the Law, which is the Holy Bible in many lodges, grounds our faith and guides us in our practice as we travel through this mortal existence as we strive for the time when we will exist in the great lodge above. Thus, the Holy Book of the Law represents gravity and the plum represents the lifeline with which we are connected to the great architect of the universe. The plum is also defined as an implement of rectitude. Rectitude is defined in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as the quality or state of being upright. That would certainly define the actual use of the plum, for it should measure a straight line perpendicular to the ground that lies below it. It also comes as no surprise that masons are to be upright men and practitioners of the craft, so this part of the definition rings true indeed. The dictionary's definition goes further to explain that rectitude is also moral integrity, righteousness, or the quality or state of being correct in judgment or procedure. This can be viewed as alluding to the plum in our own Masonic lives, because masonry teaches us that we should each be correct men and masons, as referred to in the entered apprentice degree. This same state of being correct in our judgment should be looked at more deeply as to fully understand its intended meaning when relating to the usage of the plum. As we depart our lodges, we are admonished to act by the plum of rectitude. In order to act in this manner, a mason needs to understand that it is a charge not only to live correct and upright lives among the fellows and brothers we interact with outside of the tiled recesses of the lodge hall, but to also use correct judgment in all of our actions and procedures. This understanding can assist all mankind into looking at each and every interaction that comes about 
and to treat that same situation in a manner that would be ethical. Thus, it can be inferred that the plum admonishes all Masons to treat each other in a manner that is most ethical in all ways and means. When a Grand Lodge dedicates or lays a cornerstone during its ceremonies, the plum, among other operative Masonry tools, is used. The cornerstone is tested by the square to make sure that its corners are true and square, the level to ascertain that the stone is indeed flat, and the plumb, which ensures that the stone has the correct sides, which will lead to it being square when erected. This testing is done to be sure that the stone is good enough to be used in the building, since it is the foundation, or cornerstone, on which the building is to be erected. If the stone fails to meet the requirements of any of these implements, then the stone must be rejected from the construction of the building, since it would cause the foundation to fail. Each of these tests is important to the overall completion of the building and to its ability to stand the test of time and the natural elements. When the plumb is used, it enables the builders to see that the building should indeed be upright when other stones are laid on the foundation stone. This is also a test for the members of the craft. Since masonry is built upon the foundation of the brethren who have come before us, if the foundation that the fathers of Freemasonry dedicated were faulty, then the craft would be doomed to suffer an ignominious and quick demise. But, seeing as how the fraternity has lasted for quite a long time, we realize that the foundation upon which Freemasonry is built is strong, it is square, and it is upright. The symbols that have been selected by the fraternity have not only stood the test of time, they enable us as Masons to look introspectively at ourselves through these same symbols. They enable us to look at how we treat each other and how we desire to be treated, and they assist us in looking closer at the concepts that make up correctness and fallacy. In the writings of Albert Mackey, we see that the plum should also be used Masonically to test ourselves as we interact in the world as to the concept of right or wrong. Mackey further writes that the true Mason should look to the speculative builders, whose line was neither left nor right, but entirely straight. This concept can assist us in living our lives according to the several Masonic principles, especially when we are treated to things in our lives that can be seen as either prosperity or adversity. When things are going right or we are prospering, it may be easier to keep the straight line. The plum may not seem to be as useful to us at that point, since it is easier to make the right decision when things are going well. But when adversity rears its ugly head and things can be made difficult, the plum should also be there to remind us to stay true to the teachings and beliefs of masonry, lest we fall into conduct that would be unbecoming and would bring shame or embarrassment to the craft as a whole. This is the time when a brother's character can be tested to the utmost degree. It is important to realize that the plum is there, both in good and bad situations, to remind us to continue that straightforward and upright thinking and conduct which we inculcate as craftsmen. As we look at the understanding of Masonic symbolism, it should come to no surprise that the plum can be seen in the aforementioned statements as a way for us to be constantly reminded to treat each other and the world we live in, fairly, ethically, and morally, ever looking to the holy book of the law to give us inspiration from the great architect of the universe. This could be the true meaning of the symbolism of the plum in craft masonry. Even if it is not the utmost explanation of the plum's meaning as a symbol for Masonic light, it should still be the inspiration for every good man and Mason to look to the East and reflect upon his own actions and conduct. For only by using these time-honored and tested beliefs can we ever expect to truly live up to the honor that has been bestowed by being raised to the degree of Master Mason. 
The world and the craft as a whole would be better served if we would each remember the simple use of the plum and to act upon its deeper meanings and inferences. This will continue to make us better men and masons. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.